Rabbi Isaiah, good morning, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Truma Tovshin Pei Beis, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, we're holding in the month of Adar, and we want to say over that this morning's Dvar Torah and podcast should be Le'ila Nishmas, Hatahira, Leora, Tova, Bas Rachamim, uh, Leora Azori, Allah Shalom, the wife of our Talmud, Joel Azori, who was tragically killed in a car accident in Colorado. And Levaya was yesterday in Los Angeles to the Azuris and to the Eli Shemireni families. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should console them and should give chizik to all that the Yisayimim should grow up, Mirzashem, to be B'nai Torah and Yerushamayim. And the loss, as we know, is very difficult to comprehend. I uh, was able to be Menachem Avel on the phone with Joel last night, and he was very, very thankful for whatever we were, we were able to do. And there's no question that the outpouring of Chesed and the uh, care which the Los Angeles community and the entire world community, it's really a, a shot that was heard around the world. And um, when Joel asked me, Rebbe, could I just give him some comprehension of, you know, why she was taken? And I said, there's no way we, we can truly understand the ways of a Baruch There's no question that she was a very, very special neshama and she was a korban for the tzibur. To be the last of the Korbanis. As I heard the Hespedim last night and Reb Simcha Kraus, the great Rav in Los Angeles for so many years, and the young Israel of Hancock Park, and the, the founder of the, the Menile of the Teresemis, where many of the children learn. He spoke beautifully last night. Some of the things he said were that unfortunately this month is Venahapachu. Vinahapachu in an opposite order. Usually the month of others, the month of Vinahapachu, and it turns into Simcha. And this month, this Rosh Chodesh other was Vinahapachu, the opposite, turned from Simcha to Evil, from Yontif to Tzara. So all we can say is, is that we can be Imai Anachi B'Tzara. We have to be together with the Tzara, and part of that is feeling the pain. I'm feeling the loss, but there's no question that the loss is greater for the family members. And all we can say is that Kaddish Baruch should give Kayach and should give Chizuk, Mitz Hashem. The Azuri family should be Zechem Mitz Hashem to a lot of Simchas. What can we take a little bit of Chizuk from the Parsha, especially during these times? So the Parsha, Parsha's Truma, we're all familiar with it, is the Parsha of the the giving of the Nidavis to the Mishkan and the building of the Mishkan and the Kalim of the Mishkan. We start out the Torah, the Torah says, Lamar Dabil Bene Israel, Khajbrocha commands Moshe saying, Vikhli Chuma, you should take from me a Truma. Everyone discusses what's the Lush and Vikhli the Vikhli, what's Vikhli, Vyitnali Chuma. And many of the Bavarsim say that what we see from over here is that when we what we give is really we that's what we get. When the person realizes that the the true value of the 
of the gashmias, of those things which a person considers possessions, are not what he keeps for himself, but what he gives, and he gives it for good causes, that's, he gets something in return. The Yikhuli Truma. And Rashi HaKadosh points out, Li, what's the Li? Li Lashmi, it should be for my name. I met Rabbi Yaakov Aaron, um, uh, uh, Moshe Aaron Friedman today, this morning after davening. We're both buying something for Shabbos, L'Kavach Shabbos Kodesh. And I said to him over and over, Rabbi Aaron, one of the great Roshivas in the mirror, they run our bayim in the mirror. I said, you know, what's the pshat, what's the lilishmi? He immediately pointed out the Shev Schmeitzer says, speaks about it. So I told him that everyone discusses, why do you have to have lishma? Why is it so important to have lishma in the giving of the truma? When we know there's an old rule, the rule is, why do we have to do a dafka lishma? So the answer that we're fond of giving is, is that, that's when a person is doing mitzvahs during his lifetime. But in the, when a person is dedicating the beginning stages of the Mishkan, when a person is creating an edifice of uh, an, a place and abode for the Shekhinah to be there, then a person has to go with pure intents. And uh, the pure intents are in the beginning stages. And like we always are fond of saying over, that the... Um, Taisvis brings down in Chagiga, the famous Maisa of Elisha ben Avuya Acher, that his father Avuya was at a bris, and he saw the great Tanoyim Rabbi Yishun Velezer were talking and learning, and there was a great, um, there was a great uh, fire that came down from the heavens and surrounded them, and when he saw it, he said, "If I would be zochet, that my son should be able to be brought up to Torah, I would want him to go to Torah because he should be able to get the, what these people are getting." And Taisus brings down from the Yushalmi that this is the reason why Elisha ben Avriya became Acher, because it was a machshava shalol lishma. So the question is, what we, all, what we said before, shalol lishma, betok shalol lishma, ba lishma. The answer is no. This was in the beginning stages. He wanted to have a child, that that's the way he should educate, educate his child. When you're educating your child, it has to be purely with the proper intents. I want to have the proper education, I want to have the proper reflection of being connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a Lishma, completely, completely, altruistically, not for my own benefit, but for the benefit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But a person in life has to have what's called Tamritzim, a person has to have different uh, needs, and uh, things that he needs in order to be able to do mitzvah. So we say, oh, learn in order to be able to become a rabbi, learn in order to be able to get a degree, you'll get smicha and your parents will feel good about it. But the... Learn because you're going to get a, a, a new Dafayami Gemara from, from Eli Stefanski. That's all great in order to give Tamritzim, but Lachatchila, when a person is establishing a home, the home has to be established with a value of Lishma. And I think there's no question that the little bit that I knew, Leora, from the times that I met her in California, I saw what, what kind of Aisha's Chayal she was and the way people spoke about her, how she would take her children to the yeshiva in the morning, together with her husband, and that should continue, Mirzashem, all of those wonderful, wonderful values. Those are the values of this week's parsha of the building of the Mishkan, Vasuli Lishmi. We're always fond of saying over what the Chidah says, B'Shem Darizal, a little bit of a different Kenech in the Li Lishmi. He says that whenever a person gives tzedakah, then a person is bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu into his midst. Because 
the coin that a person takes is like the yud, and he takes it with his five fingers, that's the hay, and then he takes it with his arm, which is like an outstretched vav, and then he places it into the hands of the yoni, which is another five fingers, and it spells out the yud kei vav kei. Every single time to give tzedakah, v'asu li l'shmi, you're bringing l'shmi, you're bringing the shame of HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is now a complete partner with our giving. And I think especially when we hear the outpouring of tzedakah that's being done for this family, it should be a schus for all of us. We should realize this is the real kicha we're getting from it, that this is something which is going to remain with us for the rest of our lives, that we're able to support a family in times of needs. This week, I want to say over a few stories. I um, met uh, Davening this week on Thursday. I got an Aliyah yesterday, and a friend of mine that came back from America, he bought the Aliyahs in the Reshefer, and he gave me an Aliyah. And afterwards, I gave Mashom Aleichem, and I said, What did he go for? So he says, He went. In order to be kind, the mitzvah of Kibbutzim. I said, "What's the mitzvah of Kibbutzim?" He says, "His mother passed away twenty-three years ago, but she left in the tzava that she asked that once a year, all the children, no matter where they are, they should gather together for a Shabbos." And I was so taken by this ma'aser. So he went flew all the way to America to be together with his siblings in order to spend the Shabbos together. So I said, first of all, you're makayim, a tremendous mitzvah of Kibbutzim that you continue to keep for so many years." And then, not only Mekayin the Mitzvah of Kibbutzim, you also, you're Mekayin the Mitzvah of Mipsar Altis Alim, that a person should not stay away from his family, to be supportive of his family. And I think this is such an important lesson for all of us, especially in the world that we live in today, and especially in light of what we heard about, to support the family, to give to the family. And um, I was thinking that um, the Mitzvah of Kibbutzim is, we've, we find this, <coughs> I found a few stories about Mitzvah Kibbut Aveim, which is really remarkable. There was a Misa of a, a Yid that was in Vilna. He learned in the Yeshiva Ramailis by Reb Shleim Haiman, I think, the same Yeshiva where the Michal Lefkovich learned. And uh, he was a young boy, he's maybe 14 years old. And one day he gets a telegram from his father who lived in a shtetl in Lita. And he said that the, the Chafetz Chaim is supposed to come to, to Vilna, and I know that everyone in the yeshiva is going to want to go to greet him, but I am begging of you not to go. Why? Not because he didn't want to see the Chafetz Chaim. He was afraid. He was a young, frail, skinny boy, and he said the crowds would be a lot, and he was afraid to get pushed and get hurt, and Chastor Shalom, he could be damaged, could have been hesitant, Chastor Shalom, maybe he even would have been killed because of the pushing. And he said, I don't want you to go to see the Chafetz Chaim. He had a dilemma. All of his friends were going. On the other hand, he had the Mitzvah Kibbutz What did he do? He decided he's going to fulfill the Mitzvah Kibbutz And he stayed. All of his friends went to see the Chafetz Chaim. Not only did he get to see the Chafetz Chaim, but even were able to, to get brachas. And the Chafetz Chaim gave them each a bracha. When they came back, they told this boy who was sitting in the base measures, ah, Chafetz Chaim, we saw the Chafetz Chaim, he gave brachas. And... What was the bracha that he gave? He gave them each a bracha they should have arichas yomim v'shan. They should have long life. Now this person said that then the, later on the war broke out and him and his group of friends were zochet to be able to somehow get through the war and they made it to Eretz Yisrael. And each one found the place where they lived. And this person, when he was already 95 years old, he told his son, I want to tell you something. Today was the Leviah of the last 
of my friends that learned with me in Ramaylis. And they all got a bracha from the Chafetz Chaim. They're, they're going to have Arichas Yom Vashonim. I was not zochet to get a bracha from the Chafetz Chaim for Arichas Yom Vashonim. But what did, I, what did I get? I fulfilled the mitzvah of listening to my father. And the Torah says, if you'll be mekabres avicha semecha, l'man yericha nyemecha l'adoma. The Torah HaKadoshah gives us the bracha itself. We don't need the bracha of gedolim and tzaddikim when we fulfill the mitzvahs. And supposedly this person lived until he was 98 years old. So we see this concept of listening and giving support to parents. A lot of times we lose sight of this. So that was one thing we wanted to say over, Gavaldi Gamaisa. And uh, I tied this in also with a story that took place, not in the Kibbut Avaim aspect, but in the uh, Indian of following what it says in the Torah. Uh, once uh, we went on a trip with the family up north, and we went for a hike, and then we went for a picnic. And there was a picnic area, and there were places to wash and benches. And we went to wash, and we saw that someone had left a few rings one of them was even a diamond ring, a small diamond ring. And we saw there was some from family that left it. We looked around. We couldn't see anybody that seemed to fit that description. There were very few people there. We saw there was a non-religious neighbor, a non-religious person that was with her kids a little further away. And we went over to them and said, did you, by the way, lose anything by the, you know, by the washing sink? I said, no, we didn't lose anything. Okay, we, had a, uh, we knew someone lost it. We took it. We didn't know what we were going to do. And then... We sat down and we had a lunch, a picnic lunch. In the middle of eating the lunch, all of a sudden we saw a car pull up and uh, we saw a, a colo younger man and his wife get out of the car. They go over to the washing station and we quickly ran over and we said, did you lose anything? He said, yes, we lost. It was five rings. I always say over this, my five ring story. So they said, can you give us a simon? So they started giving us some money. And it came out, this was the, the girl's ring. She was a young married couple and she had a few rings that she wore. And she said, I want to tell you, I can't thank you so much. We were already a half hour away when I noticed I didn't have my rings, but came back. And you're Makain the Mitzvah Kibbutz of, excuse me, of Heshavis Aveda, Shavis Aveda. And there was one ring, I want to tell you, it was more important to me than my engagement ring. What was that ring? The ring was a very simple ring that was given to her by her younger brother, a younger brother who had the Machlok cancer. And he said, I want you to have something that's going to be a mascarade for me for the rest of your life, no matter if I'm going to pass away. And he gave her this ring. She always carries this ring. That ring is to her more important than anything else. She said she wants us to know that she, her family, they're, they're next to neighbors with her Pchayim and Bnei Brak. And I want to take down the names of all of the people in your family that need brachas. This is many years ago. And we're going to Pchayim, we're going to give them the brachas. So I said to the family, for sure, we had people that needed Shaduchim, Refuas, we made a list, we gave it to them. But I said, when we sat down, I said to the, to the kids, I said, you should know, it was Gavaldic, you know, the mitzvah that we were Makayim, and look, we're going to get brachas. But I said, the biggest bracha, the birchas HaTorah, that the Rabbeinu Shalom, he is the one that gives the real brachas. Makayim, the mitzvahs. The mitzvah, Hashavah Zaveda, is such a great mitzvah. Rabbi Sai. I want to say over one other story, and then we're going to wrap it up for this Shabbos. I saw Maisa this morning, the Panovich Rav was a Talmud of the Chafetz Chaim, and his job in the yeshiva was to take care of some of the younger Bachim. I think his name was, in his youth, he was called Rabbi Yosef Kalir, came from the town of Kalir. And when he would see a boy that would be a little bit despondent, 
he would always go over there and try to be Mekar of them. He was a big masmid, he was a big Talmud of the Chafetz Chaim. And one day he saw a boy, nighttime, he was crying. The boy was alone, he hadn't been home, it was hard for him to be away from home. And he went over to him, he sat down next to him, he stopped learning Gemara, and he said to him, no, how are you doing, how are you feeling? He started telling him he's lonely, he doesn't feel close to anybody here. So what did he do? He said, come. He said, Let, let's wrestle a little bit. Rabbi Yassel Kalir, Rabbi Yassel the Panavish, the Panavish Rav, Yosef Kahneman, said, come, let's wrestle a bit. And they started wrestling. This one started, he started pushing him, he started pushing him. And they wrestled for a half hour and he got the boy to laugh. And the boy was in a good mood. He was able to, to have a good geshmaka wrestle with another person, another boy, Elter Rebacher in the yeshiva. Rabbi said, these are the good daylam. Good daylam, they think about what can we do in order to help another yid. To be, it should be the Indian of not only the Mipsar Chatas Alim in the Mishpacha, but Mipsar Chatas Alim from every single Jew. And they say that the, this person eventually moved to South Africa. And when the Panovich Rav would come for Panovich, he was one of the most important people to give money to Panovich because he remembered the good feeling that the Panovich Rav gave to him. Rabbi said, this week's parsha. The parsha of Truma, the parsha of Vasuli Mignosh Vashakanti Bisaikam. We want to build an edifice, we want to build uh, an abode for Akadosh Barhum. Unfortunately, with Khupan Besa Mignosh comes a lot of tsaras. But we have an opportunity to give tzedakah, to help out, to give cheer, to give a voice, and to, to be thankful that Akash Barhu gives us what he gives us, to be able to share it with others. If we can do a good deed and make another person smile, there's Mizu, and this is all part of the Asli Migdash Vishakanti Bisakam, which should be Zaikhimitzam the Shabbos, that the Shabbos should bring a a Yeshua, the Shabbos should be should bring a Nachama, which should be Zaikhimitzam to the coming of Mashiach Tikainu, the Mehav Yamain Amen, wishing everyone a good Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.